0: So so
1: so 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 saith the wise Alando. Do, do 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 do.
0: Hi there! Welcome back to Mages and Murder Dads. I'm Cameron, and I'm Danny, and this is episode five. Wow! We're doing it. We Look are. Let's go. Look at us go with our uh, our fan base. Uh, thank you, everyone who watches all of these. If you're up to the fifth one, you might as well watch all 500 of them. hmm. hmm. All that we have them pre planned, they're ready to go. Uh, right here up at the top, just want to say if you like this show right now or in the future, if you listen to this and then like the show, uh, hitting the like button really helps us. Sharing it with people that you think might also like it on Facebook and Twitter or whatever social media network. Uh, that's really helpful. We don't advertise the show at all except for word of mouth and that's actually been really, really cool so far. So uh, please do that. If you want other people to see it on YouTube, hit the little like button because that's what makes that happen. Yeah, I say that here at the top because uh, some people don't make it more than five minutes in so I, I might as well waste your 30 seconds right now. But Danny, what did we do in this
1: episode? this is a this is a we we fought a lot. I think it was a it was a conflict ridden episode. the two of us? Oh, not not you and I emotionally. I mean, I'm I'm saying we just uh, we set out on a on a grand adventure in what's called the main uh, plot line of this game.
0: <laughs> what's called the main plot line? So yeah, so we're finally kind of getting to the main plot line of the game. Sure. Like we're in it now.
1: Mm-hmm. I, I did a lot less side quest content. Yeah, but I think uh, that being said, really strap in, folks. Really get your safety belts. Wherever, you know, depending on the model of what, you know, computer chair you're in, mm-hmm. that might be different places, because we, we go we go to some dark places in this episode, because a lot of it's underground. That's, Dude. you know, oh, a okay. disclaimer.
0: <laughs> oh, okay. I got you. Um, all right. So, you know, if you're not familiar with the show, generally what we like to do is open up with a broad question. In the last episode, Danny explained how alignment works. We had alignment chat for 15 minutes. Damn. It, it, it's it's in, intensive, to say the least. And in this episode, here's here's our broad question. Here's my question for you, Danny. Can you have civilization
1: with a bunch of druids? Mmm, that's a good question. It's a great one, thank you. I feel like the answer, and we might just move on to the episode, no. Yeah, I feel like Baldur's <laughs> Gate answers this
0: question with a radical no. Mm-hmm. I would say I saw... 10 druids over the course of this episode that's not true maybe five druids but that's been a lot of druids um for for this play session and it seemed like every single one of them hates the very idea of civilization
1: that that is correct i think that uh druids more or less their ethos is one of not just social Darwinism, but just regular old Darwinism, right? Mm-hmm. And living it alone in the woods. And they're perfectly fine with their own little druidic, you know, enclaves. Like, they can have their own little civilization, but God forbid someone stack a stone on top of another stone across the forest. They will be up in your grill and they, they will beat you with a stick and uh, and call upon uh, the beasts of nature to to smite you.
0: Yeah, I was wandering around, and we'll talk about this later, but I was just being attacked by bears left and right, Mm -hmm. and I can only assume that was a druid's fault.
1: Look, I think at this point the druids have made it very clear about what their purposes are, what their motivations are, and virtually all instances of anything bad happening, in the same way that, you know, any time something mystical happens in the Baldur's Gate universe, you can say a wizard did it. Mm-hmm. Anytime, just something bad happens to you personally, like you stub your toe or, like, trip on a root, or a, a badger goes after you, it's a wizard's... It's a druid's fall. A druid did it. A druid did it. All right, so
0: we ended last episode... Uh, What, going to Beragost? Yeah. Kind of finishing that up? Yeah. So what did you do right after that?
1: Well, I, um... We, we... Told our listeners, mm-hmm. "Hey, oh yeah, I'm I'm gonna smite a Tazok, or that's what I'm gonna try to do." And we and we had all the the listeners, you know, we, we wanted to solicit some yays or nays. So my first priority was to get to a Tazok. Mm-hmm. So I just I, I just kind of took off in the uh, in the northeast corner of that map, just kind of rambling around in the forest, looking for. Looking for anyone named Tazog. I was just hitting tab occasionally to make sure he wasn't around. Yeah. Um, a bunch of bandits confronted me, and I think I had a dialogue option where I could have like pretended that I wanted to join their little mercenary band, and I, I totally just murdered them all. Oh, my word. You yeah. didn't
0: even give them the time of day.
1: No, not at all.
0: It so was it a very like, short conversation. Seems like this is the place where our two stories
1: diverge. Wow, right here at the beginning, huh? Right here.
0: We're, we're like five minutes into this episode. Our stories have already diverged because I said, let's be bros. Hmm. Let's, I'm, I'm ready to go hang out because, look, we've already established this. Uh, Balthazar, which mm-hmm. is Danny's character, uh, is single-handedly rolling through the Baldur's Gate <laughs> universe, destroying everything. Sure. I die in every fight. hmm At least one time. Like, it's, it's a bad time. In my party of six, wow, this is going to be a long road for me. <laughs> like I'm already thinking about like the next game, and maybe if Ticklevar somehow in between uh, this game and the next game dual classes into like fighter, like just I'm just for some long- extra hit points. <laughs> Just for anything. (laughs) Maybe some extra spells would be nice. I think fighters probably have more spells than (laughs) Tickle does at this point. So uh, I'm really, really thinking about that. But so, yeah, so I said, yes,
1: let me, I want to be your bro. And And which group was this? Because I know there are are a lot of mercenary groups we're going to run into, and I feel like there's probably three or four different names I've heard so Mm -hmm. far. So was this the Chill?
0: I don't think. Was it the Black Talons? I don't think this guy was labeled. His name was Tevin. Okay. I don't think he he wasn't labeled as any kind of group. He just took me there. He was on the same map as a bunch of Druids who were building a Stonehenge. This is the first of many Druids, by the way. Mm -hmm. But they were building a Stonehenge kind of thing. And uh, apparently some uh, bandits had roamed through earlier that day or earlier that week or something. And it made the druid, uh, they killed a bunch of druids, and it made the remaining druid really angry. Mm. So he just bum-rushed me, and, you know, I have six party members. We took him down, and then his buddy showed up and was like, hey, he was really uh, emotionally disturbed. (laughs) He saw all his friends get killed. Um, Sorry about that. And then he wandered off, and one of the dialogue options was, well, why did you let him attack me then? And Mm. I just made the choice to not find out. Yeah, I mean, they might
1: have had personal issues from before. They could have,
0: I don't know. But yeah, so he was on that map, and then he took me to the bandit camp. So how did you get
1: to the bandit camp? I just kind of rolled around the forest, and eventually I found it. Like, I probably went through three or four areas. It's a little bit like the southwest of the world. Not a lot going on up there, you know? like Just some forests, and and eventually you kind of just get to the bandit camp. But yeah, I was running around, and I... I killed everything in several, like, foresty areas that were unnamed, and eventually I got to a place called Bandit Camp. So what level is Balthazar at this point? At the end of this session or at this point in the game we're talking about? At
0: this point in the game we're talking about. He
1: would have been level six.
0: What level is he at the end of everything?
1: At the end of this campaign, he's level seven. Okay, okay.
0: Well, so what happened when you rolled up into the camp? Because I feel like this is another point of divergence but so you roll in
1: and you're killing people right? yeah so i roll in and the, you know i meet some there's some hobgoblin guards on the mm-hmm. periphery mm-hmm. then there's kind of an inner ring of archers and the archers actually they're some of the tougher enemies i've faced thus far because they're actually capable of hitting balthazar <laughs> like they actually do damage to him mm-hmm. which has been a, not necessarily the case with all the other archers i've met because i've got these cats grace boots on which increase your armor class by four against missiles oh my word um so archers have had a tough time with me before now and these guys are actually able to like plink away at me a little bit they're not doing a lot of damage at this point i think i've got 106 hp oh my god so it's 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 not that big of a deal i I think i have like
0: 28
1: (laughs) (laughs) i'm not even kidding um so yeah, then there's an inner ring of archers, and you kind of—I had to kind of be careful. Um, I got a little like the first time I went into this thing, I like just ran to the middle, mm-hmm. um, and everything aggroed me, and then I died. But like I kind of had to work my way around a little bit carefully, and then I think there's either a fighter or a paladin or a cleric like in the middle guarding a tent. Yeah, and uh, and so then I killed him also. Ooh, there's a big thunderstorm outside. I think this happened
0: last time we recorded. So if. Um... If you hear a big thunderstorm, noble viewer, it's not just the video game. It's real life. Or it's completely for atmospherics. Uh, yeah, put it in afterward. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think I saw him too. He's the leader of the Black Talons.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you kill the magical hobgoblin in like the top left? So there are a few other features in the bandit camp area. Before the tent, there's a, there's a cave with a bunch of knolls in it. Mm -hmm. that are asking, hey, can we get out? And Mm -hmm. I said no, and then I killed them all.
0: There was like 16 of them in there. You just killed them all? Yeah. I feel like you need to record video of some of this so I can just show the world what it looks like. Because I have a hard time in the theater of the mind. Seeing what happens when Balthazar just rolls through sixty-five enemies and kills well, them all. Well,
1: what it looks like is a bunch of knolls like swinging and not hitting him, and him hitting roughly fifty percent of the time and killing things in two hits. Like mm-hmm. they just kind of run that, so it's just kind of a circle of uh, of knolls swinging swinging their pikes and and not really nothing really happening. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I, d- I don't remember if I saw a magical hobgoblin or not. He was right to the north.
0: I don't know. I was just told, uh, bandits in the camp told me that there was a magical hobgoblin,
1: and I went and tried to talk to him, and he called me spineless. So, Oh, because right now, you are not hostile with any of these creatures. Exactly. So that's why I was You're just walking through a camp yeah. like you're in Baragost or wherever.
0: Yeah, you can just talk to everybody and wander around. I did fight the Noels on accident, and I just reloaded my game because I didn't seem like it was worth any of the time it would take. Mm. Um, there was nothing in there yeah that's why i assumed um so yeah so i just wandered around and talked to a bunch of different people and i ended up with a weird issue happening where i would say half of my spells were gone across the whole party so i had maybe one healing spell and a, like a couple of direct damage spells and a bunch of <laughs> charm person spells through mm-hmm. uh through my main character and uh I went outside of a tent and I rested. And then I woke up, and Kivan was like, Hey, I'm out.
1: So, because you
0: didn't kill that ogre. So, here, no, it's not the ogre that he cares about. He cares about Tazok. Mm hmm. We're literally 15 feet from Tazok's tent. More importantly, we were just recruited into these bandits by Tazok. So, when you show up into this camp, uh, you're a recruit, and then Tazok. Wanders up, and he says... Uh, you saw Tazok?" Yes, so I saw Tazok. So you fight him, and when you get him down to, like, 50% health, he says, oh, you can be part of my... You're not a prisoner at all. You can be part of our gang. And then he wanders off. Oh, and you can't chase after him? Well, I well A, I didn't want to chase after him because he was, like, two-shotting all of my people. It was, it was actually really difficult to give him to 50% health. I think what the game implied is that he was going to Nashkel, like, hmm. to follow up. Um, but I wasn't super sure, so yeah. So so he's already seen Tezok. He knows what's up, and so he's just like, "I'm out. I'm I'm not doing this anymore." Even though technically his quest should be fulfilled, or he should at least be checking. So I had to go into this next big fight, the one that is uh, in the tent. Mm-hmm. I had to go into that with like seven eighths
1: health, and. Uh, nothing else good like none of my spells and you couldn't rest outside the tent because this area was as if it was a town to you well no so
0: if i rested at all Mm -hmm. Kivon would leave oh and there's no way i could do it with five people so i had to just keep my quick save from right before i rested and then go into it and i probably did this fight
1: conservatively 25 times damn yeah so, yeah, the fight itself, there are four beings in this tent. It's Tazok's tent. Tazok is not in the tent, unfortunately. There's a fighter, Raymond, um, a mage named Vikint, something like that. Mm, sure. A gnoll, and a hobgoblin. And I think I tried the fight twice. The first time I just tried to fight Raymond and like get him down because he was actually hitting me. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, the mage like cast some mean stuff on me. So I reloaded and then I killed the mage first and, and then I, I killed everybody else. Oh, God, it was so hard. So I was
0: actually. Uh, I, I suffered because of an early fluke success. Hmm. So the. Like, the first or second time I go in to do the fight, I immediately cast Charm Person. Because that's what I'm trying to do, is, like, get one of these two humans out of the fight, fighting against their enemy. That seems like a good and useful tactic, right? Mm Mm-hmm. So, I do it, and I hit the Mage. And I'm able to Charm the Mage. And that, like, really swings the fight. So, I get, like, two of them down or something, and and eventually one of my party's members dies. And I was like, all right, this is how I'm going to do it. Okay. So that's five or six attempts i try to do the same thing i'm never able to charm that guy again he's just making his saving throws yes uh and it looks literally impossible so eventually the way i do it is raymond the fighter mm-hmm. um you can charm him super easily that goes super super fast and so i was uh charming him switching to the bow which he has frost arrows sending him to like the top part of the uh the map Little little tent thing. Mm-hmm. And then having him shoot the mage and then focusing the mage down. Okay. And so that just took forever. Like, it just took so many attempts to make that work out fine. So I do it. I talk to the prisoner. They've got a little prisoner guy in there. Mm-hmm. I talk to him. His name is Ender Sai. And what he reveals, he reveals some, like, crucial plot information, which is that... Uh, this bandit camp, some people think it's the Zinterim, who mm-hmm. are like a, just bad dudes. Maybe we'll talk, we'll do an episode where we talk at the beginning about like, who are these major players and what do they mean? But Yeah, Zinterim Forgotten Realms, dudes. like, geopolitics or something. Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll do that. Mm-hmm. Um, so he says, no, that's not true. It's really the Iron Throne. Mm-hmm. And this is another thing that we can probably go into in a future episode. But the Iron Throne are basically a trade consortium, like a black market trade consortium. Yeah, and and so he's like, oh yeah, we we know that. And I was like, heck yeah. So he says, look in this, um look in this chest. You will see that all the documents that prove this to be true, or whatever. Yeah. I click on the chest, and I'm immediately killed by a lightning bolt. <laughs>
1: Mm, i remember that chest yeah Yeah.
0: it it hit me yep um so i did not quick save in between finishing the fight
1: oh no you made a terrible mistake on this
0: chest and so then i had to go do the fight another 10 times (laughs) after having succeeded yeah it was a real it was a real bummer and i I literally threw my
1: hands up in the air and, and uh like cried to heaven is i mean is ticklevar is he you know slinging spells does do you, does he feel stronger now i know the last time you were a little frustrated with him because he wasn't able to cast very many spells or a wide variety mm-hmm. it's really the wide variety issue because
0: mm-hmm. uh, he can cast six spells a day which mm-hmm. is pretty good um well so now after i think after this encounter is when uh i leveled up and mm-hmm. now he can cast some level 2 spells three times a day, and that's pretty good. Okay. So, yeah. So, uh, as we get along a little bit further... Uh, and what
1: level is this? Is this three or four? Uh, Four, I say. Okay.
0: Something like that. Um, but, yeah. So, he can cast uh, th- three level 2 spells per day, but I only mm-hmm. have one spell. I've got, like, this... Um, it's like a lance of flame that shoots out and does 3d6 damage, and it ticks twice. So it okay. does it two times. Uh it's pretty good. I ended up killing some dudes later on with it. But yeah, I, I can see that how the sorcerer gets more powerful, but up to a certain point it was a real a real bummer.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, um and Minsk just gets eaten alive in every encounter. I don't know what's going on with that.
1: Well, he's, he's kind of a weird character because they want you to play him like a frontline fighter, but he's still got ranger stats, right? Mm-hmm. Other than having a high strength. And he's got
0: full plate mail on, too. Mm. Pick some of that up. But, uh, yeah, so after that, so I do that, and then I had a dream. Yeah. What did your dream? I'm assuming we've got different dreams now. But maybe not. Maybe we have the same one because your alignment is the same.
1: Yeah, I think that we both are in the same spot. This was a dream where I descended into the earth and I saw a statue of myself. Yeah, and um, basically, I had some Joker talking to me like, "You think you're hot shit? Um, you, you, you know, you you ain't really that great." And then the statue. Um, like, a, something came out of nowhere and hit the statue, and it started to crack the statue, and I, I really hurt, and it it wasn't fun. Mm-hmm. And you fell backward.
0: Yeah. Yep, and then you got slow poison. That's what yeah. I got. Mm-hmm, which is actually really handy, given what we're about to do. Holy Lord. you. I wonder if they planned that. I wonder if that's designed that way, because the next part of that we're going to talk about is maybe the worst part of any video game ever made.
1: Hmm. Do you think that that may uh, that your feelings about it may be um, maybe are influenced by how bad you are at this game? Oh, maybe. I'm just I'm <laughs> just kidding I'm just kidding. Um, but that's yeah, that's right.
0: That's right. You back down. <laughs> uh, uh, no, I don't think so. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because uh, because I wasn't necessarily dying a whole lot through this section. This yeah section that's about to come up.
1: Um, but it was just a slog to get through. Yeah, no, you're 100% right. So what we're talking about right now is the Cloakwood, which is not a zone. It is this menagerie of zones. And all we know is that the the next space, like the next place we need to go to, these letters reference this mine hidden in the Cloakwood. So we're just kind of wandering around in these zones, trying to find the next zone, to eventually find this mine
0: yep Mm -hmm. yep and so we do i think it's six zones i want to say six different individual maps and so after i did the first one i basically did not do another one i was able to talk to someone near the beginning of each of the maps Mm -hmm. that told me where to go Mm -hmm. and so i was able to kind of like serpentine my way through them fairly quickly like i think i did it the most golden path way that you can and it still took forever
1: yeah so i fully explored the Cloakwood for oh, at least man. four of the six zones um but yeah I, I understand what you mean because there are fellows there's some npc uh towards the beginning that will say oh if you go east from here and if you just like bolt that way um you can usually like find your way to the next zone and then get another breadcrumb and and get to the mine as quickly, quickly as you can. You didn't really miss much. There there were there were a few uh there were a few things here but not that much.
0: Yeah, that was my memory of playing the game years yeah. back is that this was it was better to get to the the goal here than to actually go all the way through. Um but so we were talking about poison
1: before. Coco's is full of spiders. Oh, there's one area in particular. It's just Spider Town, USA. And even worse,
0: there are traps that shoot out, like, spider stuff.
1: Yeah, like web. They basically just cast web in a, in a very large area. And, and you s- get held. And you get held. And the worst part isn't the combat effect. The worst part is you cannot quick save or rest until that trap fades away. Yeah. which feels like two minutes. It, it, it's so long. I don't... It, that needs to be rebalanced.
0: I don't know how we made it through the enhanced edition, that not being fixed in any way. <laughs> but yeah, so basically, if you're trapped in that and you're being attacked, you're just going to die. Mm. Like, maybe not you, just because you can live through it, but the- you, I really had to game these, as in, like, moving forward a little bit and triggering the trap, and then not having any enemies in the area, and then waiting for it to go away, and then moving up, like... Mm-hmm. I really had to treat it like an
1: arcade game yeah the I would say I did die I think two times in this zone and it was the er caps because oh, the adder caps can trigger it's not just web where you're immobilized they will hold like basically have a hold person effect and your armor class gets tanked and you can't move and you can't do anything and you just kind of sit there uh, and get hit and then the poison starts accruing which that's a whole other thing that I'd say poison killed me more than anything else in this area
0: yeah it was awful but there are some druids here right
1: yeah yeah There, well there are druids so I think Kunzel and I may have like encountered these zones in a different order Mm -hmm. so there's like one area that's just spider town USA and there's a kid in spider town USA who says oh well you know my brother or, or my my relative you know he he took this sword named Spider's Bane mm-hmm. and he he went out and he wanted to kill some spiders i guess uh, they what, wanted what to be else? famous yeah he wanted to be a be a real american hero and uh and of course he is just dead in the middle of this like <laughs> spider web in the middle of the the fucking zone i told that um, kid that i would help him and then i uh just promptly got the away. hell out <laughs> yeah. yeah 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 um spider's bane is awesome it is a plus two greatsword with uh freedom of movement so i will never be held i will never be immobilized again. yeah
0: i guess i wanted to, to ask that so is that what uh that's the kind of weapon that balthazar uses
1: yeah, that is the weapon the Balthazar's using. And it's going to be difficult to switch out of that because never getting any kind of movement effect on you is just so good when the only thing I do is walk up to people and hit them. If I can't do the walking up, you mm-hmm. can't hit them. Hard to hit them, yeah. Yeah. And uh, it's plus two, right? It's plus said? two. That's, That's exactly right. That's a pretty good right. weapon, yeah. Yeah, my Thaco right now um, at the end of the session was like eight. Oof. That's good. Yeah.
0: So, uh, so these druids... Yeah. Well, actually, I guess I encountered the hunters, and the hunters were like, hey, I'm a noble from Baldur's Gate. I like coming into the woods and killing as many animals as I want, and these druids don't like it. So help me defend myself against them, because
1: they're coming to roll up on me. Yeah, they didn't describe, I think, but when they describe you, they don't say druids, they say like uh, barbarians or like these wild men, something Mm -hmm. like that, right? Yeah, he
0: calls them wild men. Mm Mm-hmm. And so the druids rolled up, and they were like, hey, um, these dudes killed killed our, our friend, and they're huge jerks, and, which I could confirm, like having talked to them. Sure. I could confirm they were huge jerks. And, uh, so yeah, so I just turned on the other guys and just straight up killed them.
1: Oh, that's interesting. You didn't try to make a peace. You didn't try to, any diplomacy there? Because I think the third option in the dialogue tree, you could have been like, there has to be a way we can make an understanding, guys.
0: I, I don't know if I had a third option. Interesting. My charisma might not be high enough. Is that a thing? Spalthazar have high charisma?
1: He's got an 11.
0: No, well, maybe not. Uh, maybe I just didn't didn't think about it. I think I felt pretty strongly that those dudes were jerks.
1: Oh, I killed those dudes, too. I got a plus one bastard sword from the hunter guy. Oh, okay. That's, yeah. that's okay. Yeah, I'm holding on to those. I'm going to, because uh, Barbarian, the way the class works is you're limited to plus two on any of those skills, on mm-hmm. any of the proficiencies, with the exception of dual wielding. Oh, my God. So at this point, I've got uh, two points in great swords and uh two points in dual wielding um and i'll go ahead and get a third point in dual wielding and then i'll maybe put some points in like the exotic weapons like katanas or bastard swords you can hold on you can dual wield
0: great swords
1: you can't dual wield great swords you can dual wield uh bastard swords and katanas okay Mm -hmm. that's pretty good yeah i think
0: i got a plus one katana at some point during this too
1: yeah uh,
0: but yeah, yeah, so that's the first druids, or I guess the second druids for me, and then a little bit north of there, I met Laskal, mm-hmm. who was this dude who just showed up, he's like, are you with the Iron Throne? I'm the protector of these woods. And I was like, nope, and he said, well, they're over there.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm, and then you promptly went over there. Yep, and I went over there, and lo and behold, there were other people there. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I think that was the mine entrance, right? That's how you found it?
0: Yep, that's how I found the mine entrance, mm-hmm. which was also another very difficult fight.
1: Yeah, so I think there are five folks there. I think two of them were mages. Um, this was another, this one took two tries for me too, uh, to kill these guys. Just because you got all maged up? Yeah, I got all maged up. They they were casting that uh, scorcher spell where it sounds like maybe you have access to it where it would like affix a fiery beam to oh, me. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That is what I have. It's called like Agonizar Scorcher, maybe or yep. something like that. Yep.
1: Yeah. Otoluki's icy sphere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Resilient fist. Sure. Um lots of lots of proper nouns followed by um an adjective followed mm-hmm. by a noun.
0: But uh, they actually didn't do that to me. That's really interesting. I wonder if they scale based on level, like what they can do. Mm. That would be be interesting to know because they didn't cast anything like that on me. It was mostly horror. I'm having everyone cast horror on me. Every mage I've encountered has confused me, confused my whole party, and cast horror on us. And then Dimension Door.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, they want to win. Yeah, they're playing the long game. I don't, they may have not be casting that on me because when I'm berserk, I'm pretty sure I'm immune to fear. Mm, Do they know that? Or like confusion. I don't know, but that'd be interesting. Like if I, if they, it would be interesting to know if the AI was sophisticated enough to be like, okay, barbarian goes berserk. I try to cast fear. It doesn't work. I'm not going to try to cast fear anymore. Mm
0: -hmm. Hmm. I don't know. Yeah. But anyway, well, none of my people were immune to fear. They got feared all the time.
1: Mm-hmm. All kinds of
0: different things happening to them. A real bummer. Just a, a nightmare
1: of a time. Was this harder than the tent fight?
0: I don't know if it No, it certainly was not harder, uh, but maybe more frustrating. Because one dude has boots on that allow him to run super fast. Ah, yes. Cheetah Paw. So I um, uh, charm personed him immediately and had him turn around and just start wailing on the wizard. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that was pretty cool. I, I do like using charm person to like change these fights and maybe, maybe some of my difficulty comes from the way I want to play these fights out and play this like kind of controlly wizard man. Mm-hmm. Um, especially cause that's kind of hard to do as a sorcerer, I guess. Like, cause you don't have one you... of each of these controlling spells. Yeah. You don't have
1: as wide of a toolbox. Yeah.
0: Um, and I actually don't think Dinah here can learn some of them because of her. Um, Whatever, her specialty? Mm. I think she can't learn some of those kind of controlly spells. But. Oh,
1: because she's like a destruction type.
0: I actually don't know. I don't know what yeah, like evocation maybe? Yeah. But yeah, so uh eventually got through that. Um caught a dude like trying to get high in a closet. Did really? She you, you talked to that guy, yeah. He's like, Oh yeah, do you wanna come in here and taste some of the sweet black lotus? He was like, "Wait a minute! You're not supposed to be here!" And then we just one shot him.
1: So it's really interesting. There's probably four or five guards you're going to meet in the next section of the game. Mm-hmm. That when you talk to them, it's obvious. There's t- there's two really interesting things about it. They'll have fun- something funny to say. Like so, when you actually go into the mines, the first person you encounter is, "Hey, you son of a bitch! I'm gonna I'm gonna." Turn you guys? It's like, you know, he's, you know, gonna kick your butthole. Gonna re- really do you a big favor, and I'm being sarcastic about it, you know, mm-hmm. something like that. So I kicked him in the head till he was dead. <laughs> yeah. And, um, and I just one at him, and I looked, and he was only 65 experience. All the other guards are like 120, and it made me think. And and I like kept track as I was going and all the ones that die due to comedic effect, like charging into your party, are actually lower level so that they die easier, so there's more comedic effect. Do you do you like that? Um sure. Yeah. I'm not a I'm not straight guy Gaxian. I don't need this to be a simulation, mm-hmm. right?
0: You don't need it to be very clear about how that guard goes home at night and how yeah. many people live in his household. And like what what his income is, where does
1: he do his grocery shopping? Mm -hmm. No, I I think I'm okay with it. Okay, no, Mm -hmm. no
0: village of Hamlet for you.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's perfectly uh, acceptable. Yeah, I thought it was
0: weird. Like I, so at this point, you're going through these mines, and from a story perspective, what's happening is um, the iron from the Nashkel mines has has stopped. And it's being poisoned, right? It's two things. Exactly. There are bandits up and down the Sword Coast, where if there is good iron, it's being taken by the bandits.
1: Mm-hmm. There's number a... two.
0: And, and this is like the real kicker, all of this is being orchestrated by some other group who's operating their own mine to then compete or to sell into the uh, like really stretched economy of iron
1: on the Sword Coast. Yeah, to establish a monopoly. Yeah. And so really this
0: is all just like a very complicated trade dispute.
1: It's the it's the biggest Rube Goldberg like business venture. Yeah. Like you know that you you know the cliche, I think it was like South Park or something. Um Do this, do this, question mark, profit. Mm -hmm. Right, it's the underpants gnomes. That's exactly uh, right. Yeah, that's exactly right. This is like that, but with seventeen steps. It's like okay, (laughs) hire out several demi-human mercenary bands, coordinate with them, (laughs) Um, have them all do these various tasks over like hundreds of miles, where like the vat. I mean, think about how much of your overhead is going just to messengers to send these scrolls to, like coordinate your efforts. Well, based on what we've learned so far, none of these messages get where they're going. That's true. We Not have a inf- one. we have like we've intercepted one hundred percent of all communication efforts within the Iron Throne. Yeah. So Which is strange that they even know about us though, right? Well you're just
0: a band of mercenaries. Mm hmm. And I actually don't think they at least up to the Mollahe part, they don't know about you. Cause Tezok is going to the south, I believe I believe this is what was happening. Um, to go and check up on Mollahe.
1: I wonder what would have happened if I would have attempted to join, and then when I fought Tezok, I would have just tried to kill him. Like, how would the game have dealt with that? I don't think
0: it'll you to, because he wanders off and you don't have control. Oh, okay. Yeah, it, like, kind of, you know, does that kind of thing to you. I understand, I understand.
1: Yeah, but, I mean, even though, uh... They don't know about you until Nashkill. When you're at the mine entrance and after you kill the four, the five folks guarding the mine entrance, um, they have notes that say, hey, be here because these people are coming imminently. Like yeah. You need to defend the mine against these specific mercenaries. And you're right, they do just think you're a mercenary band. But they know about your movements fairly well for an organization that has had all of their messengers murdered by Balthazar. Some real Donald Rumsfeld shit going on
0: in the Forgotten Realms.
1: Known-knowns, gnome unknown-knowns, known-unknowns, unknown-unknowns. And gnome gnomes, And gnome gnomes. <laughs> oh, man,
0: look at oh, you. Oh, look at me go. Mm-hmm. But but yeah, so the first level is basically just a
1: mine. Sure, with uh, the accompanied miners and slaves. Mm-hmm. Uh, just moaning and hollering. They're, my favorite interaction was I went towards two... And one went up to me and was like, "Hey, Anderson over there was bad mouthing the Black Talons." And then he was like, "Oh wait, you're not a Black Talon." And he's like, and it really is an illustration of like how desperate they're making these miners just start snitching on each other, right? Like yeah. that's that's all they have left is the ability to snitch on another slave.
0: Yeah, it's a, it's a pretty. And then I like talked to another Anderson, the guy he was talking about, mm-hmm. and Anderson like gave me some tips on like.
1: How to live in the mine? Oh my, that's the most metal, darkest shit. So he says there's two things you need to know. First is the only way I can like keep going is I just pretend these rocks are my captor's skull. Yeah, that's one. Two, all the the sparks that I make with my pickaxe are the only light that I create. Yeah. Damn, yeah.
0: it's pretty bleak. Yeah. <laughs> So I uh, just scrambled on by that guy. <laughs> Went yeah. down into
1: the mine. Thanks, Anderson. Yeah, well, you yeah. met the guy at the at the valve door, right? No.
0: Oh. Yeah. Okay. I didn't meet the guy at the valve door. Um, so you want to talk
1: about that a little bit? I sure, yeah. I do know what yeah. you're, you're talking about. But. In the northern section of the mines, there is this door, and there's a miner there, and he says, hey, if you can get... Um, if you can find the key to this device, I know how to work it, and we can flood the mines. The key is kept by the guy that runs everything. That's mm-hmm. what he says. So, it, it, you know, and I, I have a few other conversations with a few other miners, and it seems like there is a choice kind of after this section. You could flood the mine, thereby, I guess, basically robbing Baldur's Gate of its only source of non-tainted iron. Mm -hmm. And also ending this horrible practice of, like, having slaves here, right? Yep. Um, Or uh, it seems like you can just not do that and let the mine open and then question mark. Like, who retains control of the mine? What happens after that? I'm not sure.
0: Yeah. So, yeah. So, I guess that kind of pays off. So, I didn't learn about it there. Mm -hmm. I learned about it further down. So, the second layer is basically just, like, generic dungeon level one.
1: Yeah, more or less. It's kind of the barracks of these mercenary groups, of these, like, like, faceless guards. Yeah, Yeah. in
0: one room, there's five guards. In one room, there's a wizard and two hobgoblins. In one room, there's an ogre mage. Like, oh,
1: that's some really great... uh, This is, you know, as D&D as it is, you do love it, right? I don't. This is the least (laughs) D&D. This is the thing I hate about the game, which is like, look,
0: it's a dungeon crawl, it's about uh, making sure you lose access to some resources.
1: You know, the work a day adventure. Like I don't like any of that. And you are one. there is kind of a battle of attrition thing going on because the chances of someone interrupting your rest is like increasing exponentially down every level. Yeah. Um, and at this level, there's a decent chance that sixteen archers will spawn in a <laughs> in a tightly clustered group. Yeah. I every time. Every time you rest. And it's, like, it's significant. It's, like, in the 40% chance range. Are you still uh, resting for 16 days? No, um, because I'm, like, I have a good reputation. I've got those two cure moderate wounds. Oh, mm-hmm. yes. So now it's, like, two
0: days. Okay. <laughs> that's that's actually still much better, though. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, so that's just kind of a generic level. One further down is a little bit smaller, but it has a room with a wizard and, like eight archers mm-hmm. and i would say like five melee dudes
1: and two traps in the hallway immediately preceding those characters. Yeah.
0: And this this one is the one that like almost made me rage quit for the day. <laughs> <laughs> like going through that one like hours worth of, of the same battle over and over. That didn't make me want to like quit the game. Mm-hmm. But this little thing did. And uh i so did you, you i'm assuming that Malthazar didn't see all the hidden doors. In this level.
1: I think I saw several hidden doors. Oh, okay. So Balthazar has has the ability to see hidden doors. I do, in fact, have the ability to see hidden doors, yeah. But I I know specifically that fight, and I did have to, like, trigger both of the traps, walk back, quick save, rest, load until 20 archers didn't appear, quick save again, and then actually do the fight. Like That's how how I had to
0: roll. That was part of my strategy. I tried to do that the first time. It didn't work out. So I went around through the hidden door, which takes you down a hidden hallway. I met a slave who told me that if I give, I gave him 100 gold, he would lead everybody out of here. So I was like, here's 100 gold. Go to it. I met this dude named Yezlik who was like, hey, my family owned this mine. And this dude uh, tortured me until he found it. Mm. So, they could, so he's like the reason that they knew about it and the reason they knew that the, the mine was flooded originally hmm So, like, uh, he's kind of the root of all these problems, and I think he was recruitable. I told him to get the hell out of here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wasn't interested in him. Um, but, yeah, there's also a uh, hidden hallway from there, from that first hidden hallway, that allows you to go into the big room from the side. Yep. And so I basically just, like, baited them out two by two. Mm-hmm. Until I got the wizard to come out, and he, like, took around the corner, and I just killed him with all my party members. Mm-hmm. And then I was able to do it, but it took a very, very long time.
1: Yeah, no these uh, the the difficulty. If you can't tell from this podcast, the difficulty is definitely ramping up here. And oh I think Councilman and I are both playing on the core rules difficulty mm-hmm. setting. Mm-hmm. So, not even like the higher difficulties, just kind of like the I think the original difficulty. Well, I guess... I don't know. Was there a lower difficulty setting before um, the Enhanced Edition?
0: I don't think there were difficulty settings. Or I think there was, like, maybe Easy, Medium, Hard, if there were difficulty settings.
1: Interesting. But this yeah. has,
0: like, six... Di- the Enhanced Edition has, like, six different versions, and I think that Core is actually a little bit harder than Medium used to be.
1: That's right. That's right. There's there's uh, Easy, Medium, Core, and then a few harder ones. Yeah. yeah. So, super getting a hell, little tough. Hell
0: dimension. But yeah, mm. it's, it's very difficult now, so... I went through that one, and this is the final level where the dude named Davorn, mm-hmm. Davorn, with like
1: way too many, uh, way too many vowels here. Yeah, D A E V O something. Yeah, and uh,
0: this is where I, uh, if I wanted to rage quit the game before, this is where I wanted to take my keyboard and smash it to pieces mm-hmm. because Khalid is the
1: worst character in this game. Well, uh, what do you mean by that? I've solved that problem a long time ago. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. No,
0: I'm more than aware. Mm -hmm. Um, So he, so uh, this fight with Davorn, he's a wizard. It's a pretty cool little fight in how it's set up in that you can kind of teleport around from different rooms and kind of shoot you from those rooms. You you really have to split the party if you have a party Um, and kind of hope that he runs out of spells and manage it in like little groups of two and three. It's pretty cool. But you have to get rid of these, like, battle horrors or something. They're, like, summoned enemies. And you have to get rid of them first. So I lured them one by one up into this little guard room and then killed them. And that was actually... I think that was harder than actually fighting Davorn himself.
1: I had a really bizarre experience with those battle horrors. So I go into the room the first time. Mm -hmm. Um... I walk far enough in, and you have to, like, in order to even get to this room, you've got to detect the secret wall. So I detect the secret wall, walk a few steps. There he is. Battle hars gets summoned. I think he, like, nicks me with a fireball or a lightning bolt.
0: Yeah, he shoots both of those things. Yeah.
1: And I retreat, and I'm at half health, and I'm berserk, and I fight both of the battle horrors. Um, and I think I, like, kill one, and then the other one gets me just before I'm about to kill it. So I reload, and it auto-saved right after dialogue initiated. Hmm. Like, it was really weird. But anyway, I reload and and get there, and uh, and I fight him, but there were no battle horrors. Huh. So I don't know what happened. It may be that I, like, had quick-saved after... I don't know. Like, I, I'm not entirely sure how it was, but I I attempted this fight several times and there were no battle horrors. Well, lucky
0: you. Yeah. Because anyway, several times while fighting them, they would get Khalid down to like five health or so because mm-hmm. he's kind of tanking for me sometimes. He's like an off tank. And he would begin, he would like fear and run away. Morale failure. Yeah, he's my only character that does this. He has a hyper annoying sound thing when he does it. And it literally caused me to lose fights multiple times. And I just hate him. I hate him so much. I understand that it's like part of the character and that's like kind of fun, Mm -hmm. but little little did I know? It's not fun. It's 0% fun, in fact. So as soon as I can dump him and Jahira, I'm getting rid of them. Mm hmm. I feel so strongly about it. Do you have replacements in your head lined well, up? Well, I know that you said before that Viconia is like now available. Mm-hmm. She's like running around somewhere, so probably her uh, to re- replace Jahira, and then someone else. I don't know. I'll Literally anyone. Literally anyone. Maybe that uh, cleric that was in the uh, carnival. Uh, yeah, in the carnival. Maybe Double so. clerics, great. Yeah, I think so too. I think it'd be easy to do. So yeah,
1: but this was a tough fight and. This 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 character he's got dimension door which he casts and he'll appear um, in one of like three rooms, mm-hmm. um, which isn't how dimension door usually works. I don't think it's usually, I don't know. Yeah, like you you would generally like as a spellcaster you would select where you appear, but. Mm-hmm. Um, he's kind of going to these preset areas. He's got protection from normal missiles. He's got lightning bolt. He's got fireball mm-hmm. monster summoning two and three. So he's summoning some like real stuff, ogres, etc.
0: Yeah. How did you, how do you know that? Did you see him do it?
1: I did in fact see, uh, at least one monster summoning spell cast. Yeah, so
0: I don't, I, so I do think that some of these are scaling to level. Cause I did not see any monster summoning from him. Interesting. Like none at all. And I don't think I saw dire charm either.
1: Yeah. There was one... uh, Oh, no, I
0: did, actually, because I I think um,
1: Minsk got charmed, and I counter-charmed him back. Mmm. Dire Charm, is that where you just charm for good? Or it's just Uh, a very high-level charm?
0: I think it's a high-level charm.
1: Yeah. In some video games, Dire Charm has the the connotation of, like, it's a perma-charm. Mm-hmm. But, uh... I'm thinking back to my EverQuest days there, but yeah. And, of course, Magic Missile, because what it, what wouldn't be complete without Magic Missile?
0: Yeah, I don't think we got Magic Missile. I got fireballed and lived through it. I got lightning bolted, like, through a wall one time. Mm-hmm. That was a real bummer. That was mostly it.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and throughout the fight, he's got the mirror image cast, so there's a bunch of them that's all, like, translucent, and he's got this purple aura around him. Which mm-hmm. that must maybe that's the protection from normal missiles. I don't know. Yeah, that is. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, tough fight, it's and like immediately a purple cylinder. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And immediately after you defeat him, you get the next chapter uh, mm-hmm. little video. So that was actually two chapters. I think we you would have one chapter play after the bandit camp, mm-hmm. the bandit tent uh, level, and you would have another um, immediately after defeating. Devaron. Yep. And mm-hmm.
0: so did that, and then I picked up the key to flood the mine, and I'm going to mm-hmm. go flood the mine.
1: Yeah, I think I'll do that, too. Just nobody should have to have this job.
0: <laughs> it's over. Yeah. Yeah, no, I just think it's a good idea to flood it. It was flooded before. It's a cursed mine. There's a bunch of dead dwarves in here. That's There's an ogre told.
1: mage in a torture pit in the bottom. Yeah, where he's just torturing people to death. Mm-hmm. And I we don't know whether me. he's, like, hired by somebody or if he's just, like, he was there already, and they're like, hey, you want to torture some slaves? You can stay here. He's an sure. industrious guy. <laughs> yeah, he had a, a plus one katana, though. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, so that's where I got that from. Yeah, so, um, which is big, like, that's doing the damage of a great sword in only one hand. So How are you identifying things? You just know? Um. No, I, I put them in my inventory, and I, I like, go to the hedge keep. Whoa Yeah I like Leave them in the Inventory Until uh, Until I go to town And I mm-hmm. Identify them there I just like that You go to that guy Yeah he He's just, like your uh, bro Well this time He actually saved The apprentice mm-hmm. the Apprentice is alive This playthrough It's pretty good But mm-hmm. yeah We did a lot of stuff We did a That was
0: a ton of stuff That was two chapters Of the game mm-hmm. It was a big and, chunk Of content I'm gonna go back And do some of the I'm gonna at least Get Viconia mm-hmm. For the next uh, Next thing So we'll get some party updates, Um, right here. Right here, it's on screen right now. Mm -hmm. For like the next little bit, um, there will be our character
1: sheets, which were asked for. That was requested, and here they are. Yeah, they're right
0: here. Here they are.
1: You'll notice on Balthazar's it says one hundred percent at exp contribution. He's the only. He's the only. uh, He's the only person that gets the XP. Oh my god. But, uh, but yeah,
0: so next time, I think we're finally, I've been saying this at the end of every single one of these episodes, but I think <laughs> next time we're actually going to Baldur's Gate. I don't think there's anywhere to go other than Baldur's Gate at this point.
1: You don't want to have an episode where we just uh, explore whatever it is and the very far southeast of the map, just like fill in, like just wander through wilderness. We, can, we real... can do
0: that at the top of next episode, maybe. <laughs> yeah. If you really want to <laughs> uh, southeast chat.
1: I don't, you know, I don't think anyone on the internet wants us to do that. I don't think so either. Yeah. Uh, we aren't going to betray our, our band community of, of hundreds, if not tens of people. Yeah. Well, that's what I wanted to talk about. I'm, I'm really,
0: I know I said at the beginning of the episode, but I'm really uh, surprised and shocked at how many people are listening to this episode every week or every two weeks. Uh, it's a fairly chunky number of people who are at least listening to a, a piece of it. And uh, we just want to say thank you.
1: Yeah, totally, and uh, I feel like we're pretty pretty darn responsive uh, to folks that leave comments. We we you know, and and I was pretty skeptical about that. I was mm-hmm. pretty skeptical about this comment thing about having a internet communication presence, but it's been fun. So uh, so leave a comment. It's 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 fun to to chat about this game, this weird game with mm-hmm. with, with, and with weird, you folks. Uh, I think
0: uh, for last episode or for this episode, we were at one hundred percent yay for you smiting a Tazok. And, uh, that is one hundred
1: percent wrong. Yeah, <laughs> no, I I'm glad I didn't say yay. I was considering saying yay mm-hmm. because I was very confident in my Tazox smiting abilities. But you know, um, turns out my recollection of the way this game works was is, is way worse than Balthazar is at killing people. So mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. The, that's the the one negative thing I've
0: heard about this is that we often get facts wrong.
1: <laughs> facts yeah. about this
0: game, right? we often get them wrong.
1: Yeah. So I mean, I think. Look, we're going to do our best, and if you um, notice that we're saying something wrong, please leave a comment, and mm-hmm. we will address it and improve th- upon that in the future. But, you know, we are mortal human beings. We are mortal human beings, and we are not 110% accurate because that is a percentage you can't get to. Mm-hmm. We're not Balthazar. No. but the Balthazar uh, of facts, as it were. We are at that level
0: yeah but but yeah so uh thanks for listening to this and if you really like it please share it on the social media of your choice that helps us out a whole lot every time every time that i say this we get a little tick up in the amount of shares and stuff so that's really really helpful for us um so yeah hopefully next episode we'll get to baldur's gate that'll be really good yeah actually getting to uh the namesake of the game and i don't think this was in our last episode because of our weird recording issues that we had but uh at some point in the future we're going to do a little lore episode where we're going to read the books that were important that they're like the preamble plot to this game and then we're going to talk about them
1: i i can't wait for that it's going to be fun Mm-hmm. kunzelman has assured me that he will create a time machine and create the time necessary in my schedule for me to be able to read those books i'm gonna so do it i'm really excited for that because oh. after that's finished i've got some ideas for that time machine
0: mm-hmm. all right mm-hmm. so so uh i'm cameron and i'm danny and this was uh mages and murder dads episode five